Welcome to today's online message from Long Eaton Oasis Christian Centre. We are a church at the heart of the community, with a heart for the community. And we're so glad that you've joined us. We hope that you'll be inspired and encouraged today. Please don't hesitate to contact us. If you want to find out more, you can visit our website, www.longeatonoasis.co.uk, or you can direct message us. I'm going to just take a few moments this morning as I share on the heart of worship. So it's a series that we're looking at as a church and uh, over the last few weeks and for a few more weeks. And um, if you have a a Bible with you, um, you might want to turn to Romans chapter 12, verse 1. If you have got it on your phone or your, your tablet or you've got a paper copy, paper copy, it's good, isn't it? The paper, you know, the having a book. In front of you. It, during the coronation, so rightly, I think, was it Sue, Sue Barber saying that, you know, during the coronation, the king, with King Charles, is given the Bible presented to him as more precious than all the wealth in the world. It's in the coronation. Isn't that amazing? I don't know if you caught that bit. And in it is the wealth of wisdom, of life, worth more than anything in the world. And Charles, King Charles, kisses the Bible, receives the Bible. It's incredible. That goes back over a thousand years of history in our nation. People of the book, a nation of the book. I know we may have strayed as a nation, but isn't it amazing to have that as the, the, the I know it's a constitutional head of state being given the Bible. And then Charles takes an oath to say, I come to serve, not be served. It's exactly what Je- Jesus, the King of Kings, said exactly. He's taking the same isn't it incredible? It's, I find it amazing as a nation. I know a lot of people would say, oh, you know, I'm not interested with your monarchy and tradition. But there are some traditions that go back over, over 900, 1,000 years in our nation that, 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 that puts Christianity at the center of our nation. Something to celebrate. It's something for us to pray over. Hence, we wanted to pray this morning, and Andrew led us in prayers. But uh, so, yeah, so the book, the Bible, more, more precious the king is told, you know, even more precious than all the jewels in the crown on your head. It was bobbling on his head, wasn't it? Just resting on his head. I thought, when's it going to fall off? Whether they Velcroed it somehow or something, or, or did something, didn't they? And it, it was bobbling on it. Amazing, wasn't it? And when they were standing on the... I'm getting carried away now. But standing on the balcony, seeing the, the... It was a flyover that was, you know, with the aircraft. They had to turn their eyes up. They couldn't go like that. Can you imagine the... Yeah. Very good. Well-trained, you see, this is what they do. So, uh, Romans chapter 12, verse 1. More precious, the word of God. And so we read these words in Romans 12, verse 1. I'm reading from the New Living. It's appearing on the screen as well. And so, dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you to give your bodies to God because of all that he has done for you. Let them be a living and holy sacrifice, the kind he will find acceptable. This is truly the way to worship him. This is truly the way to worship him. In other words, Paul says, give God your life. Give God your entire life. This is how you worship God. Give him your life. And this is what we've just read. And so this morning, I want to take up just a a brief theme as we're continuing in our series, The Heart of Worship. The way to worship is where we're going this morning. And a few weeks ago, we looked at um, worship. We discovered that worship is a matter of the heart. 
To worship God is about our hearts. Where's your heart and what do you treasure? And who, what, and who and what do you give your heart to? And we looked at that. And so everything that I'm sharing over these next few weeks, they, they sort of overlap slightly and build on to the next and build a picture of worship. And then uh, uh, last week, we, we looked following on that, the idea of the heart and treasure and where your heart is and giving God our heart and lives. I shared last week on the priority of worship. And how in Ezra chapter 3, the people restored the the altar and began to worship. Even before they built the temple and rebuilt the walls, how important it was for them, the priority of worship, to put the altar of God centre to the nation of Israel. We looked at that in Ezra chapter 3 and we looked at our own lives. And each one of us, the altar was a place where you put on a sacrifice and then they lit it and the incense came to God. But today the altar in the New Testament is your heart. It's where we sacrifice our lives. We give our lives to God and say, this is my life. And what is the, prior- the priority of our lives? It Above all, our job and life and, and leisure and pleasure, all these things are good and rightful place, absolutely. But above all those things, then we learn that the priority is the heart of giving our hearts to God. And so today, we're going to look for a few minutes of how we go about our worship. What's it about? The way to worship is what we're going to look at, and it overlaps with what we've been sharing. And you can hear and listen to all that we share as a church and all the messages that are shared on our, our website. You can listen for free. You can, don't have to download it. You can listen to it online, or you can download a podcast and listen to that as well, and uh, again, for free. So three things that I want to share uh, this morning, and the first one is this. There's a, ris- a, a rhythm, <laughs> a rhythm, a rhythm uh, of worship. There's a rhythm of worship. Uh, then I want to look at uh, worship moments as a second point, and then thirdly, worship lifestyle. So rhythm of worship, worship moments, and worship lifestyle is uh, where we're going to go over the next few moments. First of all then, the first point is this. There's a rhythm in worship, in that there's a rhythm in a giving of our hearts to God. We're saying worship is you're giving your life to God. And we're seeing that in Romans chapter 12, verse 1. And there's a rhythm of, of life. Uh, God has created um, both night and day, dark and light, darkness and light. There is, um, in, in all things in the, in the creation of life, an ebb and then a flow. There's a high tide and there's a low tide. There is, there's a rhythm, there's a pattern, there's, there's seasons, there is a spring, there is, um, there's a, there is a, a, a spring, there is a summer, there is an autumn, there is a winter, there's a rhythm to life. We can see this in the whole of creation and all of life. In, in music, the beauty of music, there, there is rhythm and pattern in, in music, and, and so too in life. There are high points in life, low points in life. And so in our worship of God, there is this discovery of that likewise, there is a rhythm in the giving of our hearts to God. There are high points and low points in that giving of our hearts. Sometimes we only think that worship is when I'm feeling really good and everybody's together, we're crowded in at church and it's great, or I'm at a conference and I'm feeling good. And there's a, that's a high point, and we're giving our hearts to God. But also, there can be tremendous low points in our lives. And this is a challenge where we can still yet give our hearts to God, and that is worship. Even if you're not feeling good about it, but you can still give your heart, and that is worship. And so there's this understanding of rhythm, of giving of life and heart to God. And um, a rhythm is a strong, repeated pattern. Um, there are seasons, and uh, I would say that the rhythm of worship is a, it's a life-giving 
seasons, pattern, a strong uh, sense of repetition and life-giving routine in the highs and lows of life. We sometimes think of routine and repetition as laborious, don't we? Repetition, repetitive work. But um, when I speak of uh, routine and pattern, uh, I'm speaking of them in a life-giving way. Just as in the music, it's within the repetition and the routine and the pattern of the music, there can be great beauty. So too, in the highs and lows of life, we can know the beauty and life of God. And it's just, it's just discovering that rhythm. And, and for you and I, this means that we have to discover our own rhythm of worship. You and me. We're all different. You're different from the person next to you and behind you. And you have to discover your own rhythm of, of worship. And, uh, you know, and that's important because it's not just based around this moment now. Uh, we, we are at worship, we, we, you're here, you're together, it, you, you've come today, uh, that's, that's fantastic. But there's the whole aspect of life and the highs and the lows and how we navigate that. And so it's embracing, and you and I have to find our, our, our pattern, our, uh, and it's a coming back again and again, there's a repetitive coming again to God and saying, this is my heart today, this is my life. It's not just a one-off moment and I'll talk about moments in a moment, and then lifestyle, worship. But there's a coming back. There's a, there, is, there is rhythm. There's season. There's repetition. There is routine. It's life-giving. And you and I have to navigate that. It's called your discipleship. You're followers of Jesus. We are followers of Jesus. There isn't a, a discipleship course, per se, that we do, and then that's it, I'm a disciple now. There is a rhythm of worship and life that you and I have to navigate and find in God as we follow God, as we follow Jesus. And it's each day, each week, each year. And that's important to do, and that's your personal walk, that's your personal discipleship. And we can learn things about that, but we discover that as we begin to walk the walk and talk the talk and follow Jesus and come back again and again in, the, in through the highs and the lows. So I just want to just say a few things about that rhythm. And, and this isn't something I'm saying you've got to do. I'm just throwing it out there because this is something for you and I. It's your personal walk, my walk. This is our discipleship. And so in following that sense of giving our hearts again and again to God, there's a, there's a few things I'm going to suggest in that sense of rhythm. And, and they, they uh, uh, for the sake of alliteration... Yeah, to refocus. And so, um, and this is again, and I would say this is day by day, week by week, year by year. And so there is for you and I a refocusing when we come to God and say, and so this morning, that's what we're doing. We're focusing. You're not focusing on, on, on Pastor Andrew or the, our worship team. We've got an amazing worship team and singers and musicians. It's incredible. You're not, you're not focused on, on, on me or, or per se, or, but we're, we're here to worship and focus on Jesus, aren't we? We are, aren't we? And, and so when we worship, we're worshiping him. And when we're worshiping him, we're focusing on him, Jesus. And so we've got to find our rhythm of focus and refocus. This is what I'm saying. So people would have, in the, in the old days, would have said about your quiet time, your time, your God time, your quiet time. Uh, what I would say, there's, a, there's a, a time to focus and refocus. And we navigate that with a rhythm, coming back again and again. And so uh, to, to focus is to say, God, I, I make the space, the place, 
to honour you with my life. I don't know how you do that, when you do that, or what time of the day you do that, but that's up to you to find that and for me to find that. And how I find that and you find that might be different, but that's my and your discipleship. That's your, and that's your, your journey. Uh, and, and as we say, Jesus, this is my life today. For me, it's usually, I say this all the time, it's usually in the shower, first part of the day, and I say, God, I thank you today. This is my life. And it would be sometime later in the day, maybe. But, but for me, and so you've got to find that uh, a sense of focus where I say, I give you my heart and I hear your heart. I give you my heart and then a beautiful thing happens. You begin to hear God's heart. That's worship. And what happens when you refocus and we focus and we worship and give God our heart? We begin to realign my life with his life. His heartbeat I begin to find the heartbeat of God. We, our lives begin to line up with the heartbeat of God. There are some things that we read in the Bible, in the New Testament, some things that Jesus says, and uh, we think, how am I ever going to do that? How, how do we love our enemy? I know in the power of the Holy Spirit, I know you're going to say to me, but this comes by the aligning of our hearts with the heartbeat of God. And this comes as we come again. I give you my heart, I give you my heart. And the Holy Spirit comes and begins to move. It's beautiful. It's amazing. This is the way, walk in it, God says. It's incredible. And this begins to happen as we give our heart and we do that day by day, week by week. Week by week, we come like this as a gathered congregation, focusing and giving our hearts. But you've got to find that day by day, haven't you, and I as well. And uh, so, we, and, and so we, the, an alignment comes, a realigning of our heart with the heart of God. And uh, also with that, moving on, um, we, we become renewed. We, we renew. There's a sense of hope and joy and peace that uh, begins to flood and fill our hearts and lives. And you can renew your heart you can renew your strength in God. You can renew your hope in God. And it comes as we refocus, as our hearts begin to realign, and we begin to feel and know the love of God, and we love him and are loved by him, uh, and we become renewed. And uh, in, in this rhythm, this finding of our rhythm of renewal, is also then there comes the release. And so during the week, we, we live Jesus. We talk the talk and walk the walk. And there needs to come a release in our, our worship isn't just in a focus where we say, oh, well, we love you, and then we go off and do whatever we like. But there then comes a forming. This is the, the, the rhythm coming before God, is, is spiritual formation, Jesus being formed within us. And so we, 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 live, we begin to live the life. And then you can begin to live the life when our hearts are realigned. And we become uh, realigned when we focus and give our hearts. And this is the way of the Lord walking in it. This is finding our own, and you've got to find, and I've got to find, my own rhythm of worship. And uh, so I suggest uh, just a, some of those things as a way of finding, and, and, and you finding that, and as you read the, the Bible, as you pray, as you listen to worship, as you speak to God, or you hear his heart, you begin to walk the walk, you find it challenging, but you say, Holy Spirit, help me, help me forgive, you know, help me walk. You find that you begin to be changed, and this is how we are transformed to become more like Jesus. It's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing. It's an amazing thing. Second thing that I want to say this morning, so, uh, so you and I have got to find that rhythm, and the good news is you can find it, and it's, and it's 
there's a rhythm of, of worship that's just for you. And, uh, and you don't have to worry about the person behind you, beside you, and are they better than me? And are they, you, you find yours and just, that's, you know, we spoke about this a few weeks back. I talked to, I don't run, I don't run now. I was running up into my early 50s, um, but um, I, st- I sort of stopped, stopped running. I do more walking now than, than, than running. But uh, you, runners do a personal best. If you do the park run, you do your personal best, I suppose, don't you? Or do you? You would try and get, and, you, and the idea is don't, you're not running against others. You find yours. And so in us, in, in your rhythm of following Jesus, you find what's right in God for you. Don't compete with the ones beside you, behind you. It's amazing. It's beautiful. Second thing I want to say is this, moving on quickly, is um, second point is, so finding a rhythm of worship. um, And in the midst of that, I want to just mention something. Worship moments, just for a moment or two. Um, As you stop for a moment to focus, a moment in time, then very often what you'll find is you will experience a moment very often, not all the time, but very often, as we take a moment to say, God, so this morning as we've come together, we've been drawn together in collective worship, and we begin to focus, very often you begin to either hear God speak to you, the prophetic words have come forward this morning, speaking to certain maybe people's lives. You might begin to feel God touch your heart or speak to your own heart. That's the spirit of God speaking. So as we give a moment, you find that you experience a moment. And, um, that, that, and that's very true. And I'm, I don't doubt. And, and also, when you do this at home, at some point, so for me in the shower, I'll be thanking God. And I don't maybe feel that I'm beamed into the heavenly realm immediately or something like that. But there are times when I feel God speak to my heart. There definitely are times. And um, you, you, you experience a moment. Now, I just touched on it a moment ago. When we gather, so individually you'll have those moments. Also collectively, we've, we have a collective moment which you will experience individually when we come like on Sunday. Uh, to a corporate gathering of, with other believers in a, in a uh, we're called, that's church. Churches are congregating together and, and coming together. That, that's what church is, right? And we'll experience a moment in God when we worship. And uh, these worship moments. And um, this is the, an interesting thing, is that we must be aware that we don't just live on moments. Sometimes we'll think that... Now, so all, everything I've said is absolutely true, and, and, and we experience that. All positive. A downside can be when we think of worship only as the moment. Like I'm in a big conference. Wow, this feels good. Or the Holy Spirit has touched my life. And we have a, a, a momentary, momentary experience. Absolutely right, and we will, and they're encouraging, and they're renewing, and absolutely true. But if you build your life on moments only, and I'm going to talk about this in a moment when I look at lifestyle worship, because that's the balance. So moments, absolutely, but there is a danger if you think, oh, this is just worship. So you, so, or, because there'll be some days when you don't have your moment, and you don't feel very much, and then you'll think, 
oh, I'm not getting much from the worship today. Oh, this maybe isn't the place for me. Or, oh, I don't, oh, are you really there, God? And there'll be times when we won't have that moment. But I would say this. So don't just build your life on those. Uh, that will lead me into my next point in a moment. But it's this. Um, coming to God and giving God our life again and again, even if it's just like you might say, you might not do this hour after hour, week after week, day after day, but if it's just for you know, five or ten minutes, I come. so for me, ten minutes or so, I will come and worship, or probably ten or fifteen minutes probably by the time I've read something, but I'll read from the word of God, I'll have a place to pray and a place to feel his presence. And, and we, we bring... Now you might think, well, I haven't got time even for that. I, you know, I, I don't even do that. I'm once in a blue moon. Um, or you might say, I can only, only give five minutes. But what I would say is this, that repeated moments, as we come again and again and again, can build momentum. So a couple of things I want to say is, number one, don't... If it's five minutes every day, don't say, oh, well, I can't do any more than five minutes, so I'm not going to do anything. Come again and again and again, and you'll find that you'll build a momentum. And that's what's happened with my own life. I feel a real sense of the presence of God. So in that sense, right, so there are these those worship, worship moments, but worship is more than a moment, and it leads me to my... So this justifiable... But my, my third thing, to balance that, so there are these worship moments, but we've just got to be beware that we don't just build our life on that, but then at the same time, don't underrate those moments. But the third thing and final point would be this, um, worship lifestyle. And uh, this balances out. You know, there are these worship moments, but worship is also a lifestyle. It's not just a moment. And um, if you read Romans chapter 12... In the message, it reads like this. It's going to come up on the screen. You can see it there if you haven't got the message in front of you. Romans 12, verse 1, uh, in the message, which is a paraphrase, okay? Uh, it's a, uh, they've looked at the Greek translation, and it reads like this. So here's what I want you to do. God helping you, take your everyday, ordinary life, your sleeping, eating, going to work, and walking around life, and place it before God as an offering. So where Paul in Romans 12 verse 1 in the NIV will say like, you know, bring yourself as a living sacrifice. What Paul is saying is bring your whole life. And so the message has taken that and expanded. And so that's why you've got, so the, they both complement one another as translation uh, there. And so, so what we understand is, is that, that our worship is the giving of our, our heart and our entire life to God irrespective of if I feel good or bad about it, or I'm in a, I'm in a challenging place or an exhausting place, we still, we're still giving, this is my life. This is my life, God, I'm giving it to you. Now that's, that's that, so, so it's, it reads there, in your sleeping, you're eating, you're going to work, you're walking around, in, in, in our leisure, in the challenge, in the highs, in the ebb and the flow, the high tide, the low tide, uh, in my neighbourhood, in family, that are giving my life. This is my life, God. I'm giving. And as we step out um, in, in our hearts and in our lives before God. Um, it's interesting because a man called Rick Warren, I think he's just retired from the senior pastor of Saddleback Church, but he said this, uh, taking this point on worship as a lifestyle. 
He said this, work becomes worship when you dedicate it to God and perform it with an awareness of his presence. I don't, I don't, I don't know what you think about your job. <laughs> I don't know how, how you feel about your, your management or your line manager or whatever it might be. But our life is worship. If we think of that, this is my life, God, I'm giving it to you. And if that's the case, so Rick Warren says, work becomes worship when you dedicate it to God and perform it with an awareness of his presence. Isn't that amazing? Think about that for a moment, your entire life, bringing my life and saying, God, this is my worship. Worship is more than singing some songs. We know that. We rejoice that we do can sing. How beautiful is that? But worship is the giving of our lives. And that will come as we come again and again and develop a rhythm of sub- submission, of yielding, of giving God. And that will come in high moments when we're worshiping and praising at a conference or a church together. And it, will, and it will come in those moments when I'm at home in my own. And it will come as I walk out and I work, step into the office, step into the street, the way we, we act and, and interact with our neighbors and our friends and our family. As we do it with a sense of, this is my life, God, I'm giving it to you, and an awareness that God is present, God sees. I want to honor you with everything and with all who I am. That is worship. That's amazing. That's profound. That's a challenge. That is a challenge. And that's how the world will know Jesus when we go out and live for his glory. Let's pray together. God bless you. Finding our rhythm, knowing that there are worship moments, knowing that worship is my life, giving God all the glory. You know, if the worship team would come back, that, that, that would be, come to the stage, that, uh, that would be great. And we, we're going to conclude as we sing together. But before we do, let's pray together. God bless you and thank you. Almighty God, Heavenly Father, this morning we come before you, opening our hearts to you. We'll be at different stages and different parts and walks of life. Some of us this morning are wondering who you are. Some of us will be along the journey as a Christian for many years. Some of us newly found our Christian faith. Some of us not sure of where to turn. But Father God, we come this morning, the fact that we're here, we're saying that we're opening up our hearts to you. This morning, Jesus, we say, take my life. I open my heart. I yield to you. My work, my home, my life my family, my relationships, my leisure, my time, all and who that I am, I want to give you honour and glory. I thank you, Holy Spirit, that you care, that you're a comforter, you're the helper, you're the one who helps us. You empower us to live for and like Jesus. How amazing is that? Give me the strength, the courage, the power to come again and again before you to find my rhythm. I pray, Father God, that in all throughout this auditorium, that each one of us will find our own rhythm of worship. Each one of us will find that place, if it's a pattern, to come again and again. You will empower us. You will renew us with a wonder, with a restoration of love, of glory, of your presence. 
Renew us, Lord, we pray today. Renew our strength, renew our hope. Renew us for your glory, Jesus, we pray, that we might honour you and live for you, that the world may know that Jesus lives, lives in and through us and amongst us. We pray, Father God. We love you, Jesus. Receive our hearts, receive our lives. Give me strength and help me as I seek to live and follow you and live for your glory, we pray. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Let's stand together as we seal this day. We seal our worship. We give our lives. At the end of this morning, don't feel that you have to rush away. We're not serving tea and coffee within the auditorium. It's served in the garden, which will be out through the door on my left, your right. Uh, Don't forget to pick up your children first. We've got cakes in the garden and it's an opportunity to say hi to one another. Let's worship him. Give him the hearts, give him our lives. May you have a great week next week, the beginning of the week. May you know the presence of Jesus where you work. Pray that you'll have grace with your manager or your line manager, that God would fill you as a mum or a dad with his glory as you, as a, as a mum, caring, a father caring for the children. Do it for the glory, to the glory of God. As we go to work, to the glory of God. You know, we greet them or those, our neighbour, to the glory of God. It's not being super spiritual about it. It's just being really dead normal, naturally supernatural, living our lives to the glory of God. In Jesus' name. God bless you. You are